0: Hello and welcome to the Woo Woo Teachers Club, the podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Braham. I created this community for people just like me, soul led people who have the privilege to educate and teach. I'm on a mission to uplift teachers with the power of mindset and manifestation so we can shine our true lights in our classrooms, raise the vibrations of our students, our school, our community and the generation as a whole. We are here to bridge the gap between all things school and the spiritual, the energetics into the education and all things will. So if you're seeking more, join us where we will share with you inspirational stories, actionable steps and personal revelations of how raising your vibration can help you become a magnet to all of your deepest desires. Come with me on this journey so you can learn new things, Laugh a little and feel inspired. Now, grab your coffee. It's time for the Woo Woo Teachers Club. Hello and welcome back, beautiful people. So, listen, I am going to literally start this episode by giving you a disclaimer. As you know, I have three children and they're very, very active. And this is literally being recorded on the first day of our half-term break. So the children are at home, they're very loud, they're very boisterous. So if you hear any random noises, any screaming, shouting, hysterical laughing, just know that literally everything is fine. No one's being hurt, harmed in the making of this podcast. Normally I record all of my episodes way in advance, but this week caught me out and here's why. I work three days a week and I use one, either one or both of those days that I'm not at work to do my business, my Woo, Woo Teachers Club business stuff. So that is speaking to clients, that is answering emails, that is recording and editing my podcast. This week, or should I say last week, that we, there was a huge grenade thrown in the midst of my own calendar because we had the dreaded Ofsted call. So Wednesday, I'm at school. And then Thursday, I have, that's my podcast day. And Wednesday, say late morning, one of the members of my department, who is also a member of management admin, and she came into the classroom and said, Miss, can I have a moment with you? Can I speak with you? And I could just tell something was wrong. I could just tell something was off. And I said, "Um, yeah, sure. And we walked and we tried to find a spare room, which there wasn't. So we was walking for an extended period of time. And as we kept on going further and further away, I realised something was not quite right. But it was the last thing on my mind to expect Ofsted to come. Now, for those of you who are not in the UK, Ofsted are a government-run organisation where they come and inspect the school. They inspect and assess the whole entire school, how it's run, how management run the school, how students are learning, meeting special educational needs, people who are from disadvantaged backgrounds, specific subjects, how we teach them across the different age groups, etc., etc., and after all of those tests and all of those assessments and conversations and observations, we get the school gets graded and given a label. They will summarise and they will call in the principal and the immediate management team, the admin, and they will grade your school on a four point scale. So the first point of the grade one is what is considered outstanding. And this is where all schools are aiming to be this shows that you are an outstanding school that you are great that you can be choosy with your staff can be choosy with who you let in as students this is this is the supreme top tier of school rating grade 2 is good grade 3 is what is known as requires improvement and grade 4 is inadequate now Ofsted is very, very controversial. We're all educators. I'm sure you can understand that in terms of being a teacher, there is a lot of pressure to go above and beyond what really is necessary to be a good teacher. And there's a lot of pressure coming from above, from management, from leaders, from governors, to ensure that a school strives to get or achieves outstanding but equally from the principal's side from the principal's point of view there's a lot of pressure to achieve and maintain an outstanding rating because of course if you go down that implies that you're not a very good leader and then there's conversations that you might no longer have that job. So it's just a melting pot of pressure, stress, anxiety, firing from all cylinders. So we had this. Now, typically, the Ofsted inspectors would come in for two days consecutively. And they would give a call the day before that. So for us, we had to call on Wednesday. We were informed that Ofsted would be coming on Thursday and Friday. They are in for the entirety of the day, so maybe before, maybe seven thirty, eight am and they don't leave. I mean, I, I don't know because I'm not a leader of the school, but I heard they was in conversations up until 7, 8pm. Hours and hours of conversations and debriefs and assessments and, oh, the whole works. Very, 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 very stressful. And my school currently was outstanding. And that was, I think, our last observation happened in 2018. And since then, we've had huge changes in education, such as the big one, COVID, the impacts of COVID that we're still having to deal with now. And then trying to help students recover from everything COVID. So this is our first, this was a huge deal for us. Now, I don't technically know the outcome, but... I was asked to come in on the day when I normally record this and of course I said yes I had a meeting with somebody and I cancelled the meeting I cancelled everything for that day and came in on my day off to support my colleagues and just to just to help around I am also the head of a department so they may have wanted to deep dive what what is considered deep dive which is have a look at the runnings and the operations of any department of the school So the last few days, oh my gosh, have been ridiculously stressful. Now, bear in mind, Ofsted inspections often come around every four years. So we were prepared two years ago. We were told to prepare documentations and to summarise and to get everything in order two years ago. And we've had Ofsted hanging over our heads since then until, obviously, literally on Wednesday. Now, what was really crazy is us in the UK, we have half term today, starting Monday. So this week is half term for us, which means we are on a school break. And it's very unlikely for Ofsted to come, one, toward the end of a week anyway, but two, right before half term. So that was the last thing we was expecting. But hey-ho, it's done now. We can take a breath. And it was really complimentary because the Friday was just like, oh my gosh, we can, we, it's over. We can take a breath, but, and it bled very nicely into our half term holiday. So we have a week to de-stress, to recuperate and to start back in a week's time on Monday, refreshed and re-energized and ready to go again. But that is not today's theme Today's theme, as we know, is St. Valentine's Day. This is, for some people, one of the most important days of the year. It's probably the most impactful days of the year if you are talking anything love. Self-love, girlfriend love, Valentine's Day love, or romantic love. And this is the theme of today's episode for you. I have had couple of conversations recently about, is it possible to manifest a relationship, a romantic partnership, a lover? Is that possible? When I asked a little bit more into this and I said, why why would it not be possible? Where does this question come from? The answer I received from two people was, well, it involves somebody else. Manifesting a car, manifesting money manifesting an advantage is typically between you and the universe providing whatever it is that you are trying to manifest but that's somehow different because in a relationship it's you trying to manifest and ask the universe to orchestrate somebody else to come into alignment with you which somehow how I'm understanding it, cause some confusion or cause some resistance about whether it's possible that the universe can orchestrate that. So I wanted to give you a little bit of insight today to explain, well firstly, of course it's possible to manifest love and it's possible because all you're doing essentially at the very very core root of it is getting yourself into alignment. So I want to have this conversation today. Now, this episode is for you if you desire a romantic partnership in any way how that looks to you. If you want to either improve your relationship, so perhaps you're in a relationship right now and things are not as you dreamt that they would be, or maybe you're not fully feeling as abundant as you feel you deserve to be, or You find yourself keep attracting the same type of relationship, the same type of person, and it's just off. It's not for you. It's not what you want. Some mistakes that you might be making are having a very, very long list of things that your potential lover, relationship, partner must have, or a list of things that they shouldn't have, or a list of things that are considered icks for you. And icks are things that just turn you off, make you feel bad, disgusting. Another mistake you might be making is you are so focused on them, almost like a need, almost like a, I have to, like being obsessed, focusing on them, the external, the outside person. And you are finding that you don't really look internally. It's all about you trying to get this person, trying to get this thing. Another mistake you might be making is putting yourself down. So that could be the words you're saying or the actions you're doing or even on an energetic level. So, for example, words you might say to put yourself down is, I am that bitch. I am that person. I am the rude one. I'm that big friend. I'm the tall friend. I'm the the friend with the, the big backside. You might be doing certain things which is not in alignment for where you are looking to be. So, for example, continually messaging somebody, even when they have implicitly or explicitly given you signs that they are not interested. Maybe they've even blocked you on social media, they're not responding to your messages, or you meet them and the energy is just off, and still you are persisting in texting them, in calling them, in meeting up with them, where you know if you're being really honest... This is not the person for you. Now, even energetically, feeling needy, accepting behavior that you know is not in your highest and best. Maybe that's because you feel as though I'd rather have someone, even though they're not necessarily my person, rather than just continue being single. I prefer something rather than nothing. All of those things. Are not your friend when it comes to trying to manifest a love life that is really in your highest alignment, is really what you deeply want, what your soul is yearning for. So, I'm going to give you these three things to consider if you are looking to supercharge your love life manifestations. Now, when you're trying to manifest anything, a new job, manifest, manifest a new car, manifest a book deal, manifest a promotion at work, anything at all, you need to be super clear, ridiculously clear on what you actually, actually want. So back to the conversation I had with this girl the other day, she says, I just want, I want a relationship where I'm happy, where it's fun and where I'm loved. When you're trying to manifest, saying something like, I want to be happy, fun and loved, Okay, that's a great start, but it is very surface level. An example of that is what makes me feel happy, what what makes me feel fun and love is very different to all of you here who are listening. You will all have your own interpretation of feeling happy, of feeling loved, and of having fun. So you need to be crystal, ridiculously crystal clear on what exactly you are looking for so what will make you feel happy you might say i want to feel happy i want to feel loved by my husband cooking dinner for me or i want to feel loved by my husband taking me to luxurious restaurants caveat there's no judgment here and that includes yourself it's no point trying to use words language and vocabulary that sounds good that if you were to say it to someone that would sound acceptable what I mean by that is if you want somebody to give you money if you want your husband to give you money but really you think that don't sound good I might sound bad And so you suppress that and you say, I want to earn money with my husband or I want to spend money equally with my husband. If deep down in your subconscious mind, you want the man to give you money, you have to own that. You have to accept that that is your reality. If you're not happy with that, then maybe there's a conversation to have with yourself to explore. Why is it that I feel I need money from a man? But if you feel that you want a man's money or you feel that love, the way love is translated to you is by somebody cooking for you or spending money at restaurants for you, then, hey, that's your thing. But you need to be so clear on what you want. This is also the point I want to include. I do not want you to focus on what you don't want. So this is your ick list. This is the things that the man must not have. I even saw on TikTok there is a list of over 200 X that somebody have written down that the person their prospective partner must not have that is a lot of energy focusing on the things that the person must not have so what happens obviously on an energetic le- level you're spending so much energy thinking about the things that they must not have that's what you're going to call in For example, they must not, I mean, even on this list, they must not big ears. They must not live with their their parents. They must not drive an old car. They must not, they must not, they must not. Girl, that is a lot of energy. That person has thought about over 200 things they do not want in a partner. They've then taken the time to write or type it out. And then they've taken the time to record it. That's a lot of energy flowing in the directions of things you do not want. Now, if you were to flip that and say all the things that that person should have, then at least you're sending your energy into things that you do want. The law of attraction does not know about what you do want and what you don't want. It doesn't care. It's unbiased. It's giving you whatever it is you are attracting, what you are an energetic match for, what you're vibrationally matched towards. So that's something for you if you are if you're that person again no judgment but just think about what is it you actually do want and spend your energy there being very clear on what you do want i also want to think about the next thing which is what do you have to offer them what kind of a romantic partner a lover are you hoping to be now this is important because you are trying to be a match Now, you don't want to be an energetic match to somebody who's vibrating very low, who's very dense and very heavy on an energetic level. You want to rise, you want to grow, you want to thrive. And that's going to be very, very hard for you if you are attracting the dense, heavy energy. Now, what does that mean? Back to that TikTok story. If you have over 200 things that you are demanding things that you want, things that you find unattractive? Have you identified the things that you are willing to give? What you're willing to do? How you're going to enhance somebody else's life? What makes you attractive? I'm not talking about your lashes. I'm not talking about your clothes or your hairstyles. I'm not talking about the things you're going to buy. I'm talking about What is it that you can do or what are you hoping to do or be or how are you hoping to be when you have this amazing relationship that's going to up level you both? Now, this needs to be an honest conversation with yourself. As great as we all think we are, we do need to understand that we have flaws. And there's two things. You can even look at it as a way to empower yourself. I am really really excited to cook for my partner i'm really excited to motivate my partner i'm really excited to plan a date or an adventure where i see my partner laugh i'm really good at supporting and i'm really excited to support my husband or my wife in my in their future endeavors But this is also an opportunity to acknowledge your flaws. Do you have a jealous side? Can you be lazy at times? Can you be possessive? Can you be avoidant? If you can acknowledge those flaws, one, it opens up the opportunity for you to work on those flaws. And I'm putting air quotes there. Why is it that maybe you're avoidant? What needs to be highlighted in your past, in your previous experiences, where you feel as though avoiding a situation is actually safer in your subconscious mind than potentially not being avoidant? And that opens up an opportunity for healing. But also, the good thing about acknowledging your flaws is that when somebody tries to use that potentially to harm you, you already know it. You already acknowledge that you're not perfect. You already see that you have a real problem with jealousy or with greed and you're working on it. And that means that it's not going to have the hold, the throat hold on you as though if you didn't acknowledge it. And the third thing is once you've done the first two steps. So just to clarify, the first step is to be crystal clear on what you do want. Then. acknowledge what is it that you have to offer them your new partner prospective partner then you need to start getting into alignment which is to raise your vibration to become an an energetic match to your person so if you said you really want to feel loved how can you show yourself love So that could be as simple as buying yourself some flowers or cooking yourself a fancy meal or going to a really expensive restaurant all by yourself. Or perhaps it's setting a bubble bath and maybe getting some rose petals and some real luxurious body lotion to have, play some gentle music and almost having a date with yourself. Perhaps you want to be more tangible or do something more tangible. For example, using crystals. Now, a great crystal for love could be rose quartz. Now, rose quartz is a really not only is it very pretty, it's nice and pink, but it's a it's known as the love stone, and it's there to open your heart. It's old. It's used to open your heart. Or malachite is another nice crystal that is about heart opening and being used to manifest healthy relationships. These crystals could be put in your bra. That's where I use mine. Or you might want to get some jewellery that is made of these crystals. Or you could just use them at home, set your intentions into the crystal, focus on the crystal, and then just hold in that crystal and really visualizing all the things that you want that crystal to help you with. Now that's a wrap to this episode, beautiful people. And I would like you, whether you are spending it with a lover, with your partner, or you're spending it by yourself, I want to wish you an amazing Valentine's Day. Do something fun show yourself some love show your partner some love and if you're in the UK and you've got the rest of this week for half term have a great half term enjoy yourself and I look forward to seeing you on Monday with our mini episode bye for now lovely people take care do you want to start your school day in alignment feeling positive without waking up with yesterday's stress yes well I have the perfect free gift for you click the link in my show notes, enter your name and email, and I will personally deliver to you my 12-minute overwhelm eraser. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of the WooWoo Woo Teachers Club. If you found anything valuable, be sure to leave a review with your biggest takeaway. You can also share this with the teacher you care about so other teachers like us can stop suffering with overwhelm at school and change the paradigm so that they too can live a fulfilling life, even in school. Don't forget to follow us on social media using the information in the show notes. And until next time, peace, love and woo-woo stuff.